Hi, this is Mike. This is Russ. And this is Matt, and you're listening to the Empty Spiral Podcast, the official podcast of the Lacunical community. We've had two weeks off. Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> We're back. Yeah, it got a bit manic for me, actually. I don't know about you guys, but I was away for a couple of days. I went to a gaming convention. Very geeky, but hell of a lot of fun. Really enjoyed myself. Uh, and then my daughter had an operation. So nothing serious, just a tonsillectomy. So that took her out, and that kind of kept me offline. And then last week, I was working in Scotland for a couple of days. So I've basically just been invisible. I've been off the grid, like some kind of hacker that's been hunted by the FBI or something, and I've had to go to ground. I've been, I've removed myself from the social networking scene. I have been a nobody of the 21st century for about 10 days. But I'm back. So there you go. That's what I've been up to. How are you? <laughs> Good, thank you. Very busy. Um, like yourself, I've I've had uh, non-stop fun on the phone at work um, every day since. <laughs> I just said I've got a stalker. Yeah, Hello there. He's, he's he's working one of them 0845 numbers. Say, he's grooming people again. <laughs> no, I've I've been taking phone calls eight eight till five every day since the middle of December. So it's it's becoming a bit long in the tooth now. <laughs> Oh, that doesn't sound like a lot of fun at all. No, no. Do you manage to find any time for relaxing? Um, a bit, a bit. Yeah, I saw Spam a lot um, a couple of weeks ago. That was fun. I've seen oh, that before. I think I've yeah. seen that one. You probably have. It's been in London a few times. Yeah, I've, I saw one of the ones. It's the Reduced Shakespeare Company type thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Can't remember if that one I saw another one. Cool. Cool. Uh, okay, um, what about you, Mr. Taylor? Me, I've not been up to much. Mostly a couple of trips to the cinema. I checked out uh, American Sniper, which does make me think somewhat of uh, Metal Gear Solid. I could be wrong. And um, a bit of Foxcatcher, which is probably one of the most bizarre films I've ever seen. But uh, other than that, the only thing to report is uh, today I was reading the news. And uh, you two heard about these new 4K smart Samsung TVs that have had the privacy warning issued. You read about that today? Yeah, yeah. No, what's all that about then? But basically, your TV because it's voice activated feeds back to Samsung and it actually records what you're saying in the room. No. So if you want a private conversation, mm-hmm. you need to walk out <laughs> the room and never speak in front of your television. It's got to be Fucking kidding frightening, me. isn't it? No, nope, it's fact. Yeah. It's Samsung. Scary. Samsung are the first to admit that they've, um, that's what's been happening in third party information has gone back to Samsung, oh, um, of, of certain imagine. viewers, um, habits and other things. It's all a lie. They make out they're in South Korea, but clearly they're in the North. What? That's just blown my mind, mate. It's the very <laughs> notion that my TV's spying on me. Yep. Or could it's like be. Like <laughs> Oh, my God. That's outrageous. I'm going to have to read that on the news. Uh, <laughs> what have I been up to then? Other than working really hard, I've been watching a lot of, um, catching up on a lot of TV, actually. Well, no, it's like, I say catching up. I've been streaming lots of stuff online. I've been watching Constantine. I've been watching uh, Agent Carter of S.H.I.E.L.D. I've started watching Flash and Arrow. It's all very comic-based. I've been doing a lot of that, and I still haven't really eaten into any of the stuff I'm supposed to be watching. And I've been listening to quite a lot of Broken Crown Halo, actually, to maintain my New Year's resolution, for anybody who can remember about that far. <laughs> uh, so that's what I've been doing. How are you getting on with Fringe, Russ? Me, I've finished season one, and uh, I've just had a break for, a couple, funny enough, two weeks before I uh, start season two, but when I got to the end and found out that, you know, it was Mr. Spock, I was like, what the fuck? 
Sorry, Sorry, yeah, well, if, this is where it starts actually k- kicking off into sort of second gear, really. The first series is just really just a prologue. It starts getting really good now. You wait to get to the third series. Oh, yeah, it is one. There you go. So, what have we got in the news then? So, well, we've been away for a couple of weeks. Uh, Shit Rocked is over. Uh, looks like the band had a great time on the uh, the Metal Cruise. On their uh, holiday. On their little holiday, yeah. <laughs> uh, Christina sang uh, Iron Maiden's Run to the Hills with the Metal Allegiance supergroup, as it were. Did you see it on YouTube? I posted it on it. Just yeah, yeah. I Good. literally just watched that before we sort of started to record, and it blew my mind. It was blinding. It was great, wasn't it? She sounded yeah. really good. I mean, we know she sounds really good anyway, but she just put, she killed it. She absolutely killed that song. That was well, in mind. Blaze Bailey, the bloke who took over from Bruce Dickinson, who was in Iron Maiden, couldn't actually sing that song, and she pulls it off. It sort of tells its own story, really, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. But <laughs> can we not compare Christina to Blaze? <laughs> not what this podcast is. Well, about. you know, they do play in Birmingham quite a lot. That's not the point. <laughs> no, no, it was really good, and I hope that she does more Iron Maiden songs because she really, absolutely nailed it. I was really impressed with that. Um, so it's, we posted it on the front page of the Empty Spiral website and it's also on the Facebook page and I put it on Tumblr as well So, uh, and I even posted a link to it on Twitter so you've really got no excuses you should check it out because it's a, it's a fan uh, made or fan videoed uh, video is that right? is that fan recorded? fan recorded that's what we're going to use fan recorded video uh, but it's, it's really well done and it's, uh, it's good sound quality and she sounds awesome in it uh, so you might remember back on the 19th of January we had Lacuna Core Day, and uh, I've been trying to send out um, prizes. I can't seem to source poster tubes that are long enough for the posters. <laughs> <laughs> this is embarrassing thing to say. These posters are so big. You're not going to cut them in half, then? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll cut them into small pieces and <laughs> put them back together like a puzzle. You can put a number on the back of every piece. <laughs> That's actually, you could cut the two ends off. It would still work, but I don't know how we feel about that. No, it's, it's not the same. <laughs> Can't be done. A lot, of, a lot of pictures are all headless. <laughs> I, wasn't, I don't want to fold it because it's, it's such a great big poster. You know what it's like. As soon as you fold a poster, that's it. It's, it's not the same. So I'm looking for poster tubes, but I've been to four different shops now, including the post office themselves, and they don't have ones long enough, so I might need to go to Amazon. I'm going to have a look after we've recorded tonight and see if I can find something. So staples. I, I am getting there. Yeah, I've got staples near me. Um, I might have to try that. Thanks for pointing that out. So there we go. Um, what else we got on? Oh, you would have seen, oh, it's a bit late, better late than never, eh, uh, that the Beatcon show was cancelled due to economic difficulties. Mm. That was a bit of a shame, wasn't it? I was just, I, that would have been the kind of um, festival that I'd have enjoyed, you know, music and video games. What's not to love there? But mm. that went, went a bit wrong. I'm guessing, well, I, I don't, they, they just said economic difficulties when they uh, cited that as an excuse. I, I, I've felt that there's quite, there's almost too many festivals these days, isn't there? It's yeah, pretty yeah. saturated marketing. You think back to like, you know, there are some, when, we, when I was a lad, you used to have Reading Festival and that was it. Yeah. And you got Reading Festival, Leeds Festival, Download, Sonisphere, Glastonbury. I mean, Glastonbury's always been going, but, you know, Lowlands, yeah. Highlands, whatever it is. Too many. Too Key many. Festival. Yeah. Pookle Pop, Pass Pop, This Pop, That Pop. pop. <laughs> <laughs> loads of festivals. And I suppose in mainland Europe as well, people can travel further, but it's cool, yeah, yeah. And they're, they're, none of them are cheap, so I can't I'd understand. Go sound wave. I'd go to Soundwave. That'd be good. I, I, I really wanted to go to Beacon. 
Yeah, I know that's a bit of a long way. But are you really just going to um, going to Australia and then just using that as an excuse to go? Yeah, of course. Yeah, there we go. All right, I want to go to anyone that's in the Bahamas. <laughs> anyway, you've gone on a ship rock cruise. Yeah, I know. I should have done really, or seventy thousand tons of metal. Either of them would have done me, but probably shit rocked because you know obviously certain Italians are on that one. Um. What else we got? Oh, this week, uh, you, you'd see if you looked in the um, in the media thread on the Empty Spiral forums, which is worth checking out if you've not been there recently. Lacuna Coil are in uh, the Fireworks magazine. So it's a, it's a UK-based magazine about melodic rock. And uh, they got a one-page interview with Christina, which was uh, taken at the Manchester show late last year. It's not a bad little interview, actually. It's, like, it's, it's, it's only one page, but there's some good questions. Um ask her about the band changes in 2014 so obviously ryan and daniel their, their involvement on tour as well as of course the uh cristiano pizza and uh and chris leaving the band uh on, all in, earlier on in the year it also talks about the recording of broken crown halo and inspiration for the music and lyrics and so on and so forth uh it's a worth it's, it's definitely worth a read uh, as I say, it's been posted. The full thing's been posted in the uh, in the media thread uh, in the general forum on ES. So it's worth checking out if you don't want to go out and buy the magazine. Probably should be saying that, but there you go. I just have. And anyway, that's what we have for news this week. So following on from our last podcast, where we cross-examined Russell on his favourite set list, we're going to do the same to Mike. So, Mike, um, you, you told us about your set list earlier today. Yeah. So we got a bit of a heads up. Mm-hmm. Do you want to introduce it for us? Tell us any themes, you know, what kind of drove you to that kind of set list then? It was a case of throwing a lot of things together, like a jigsaw piece, but trying to mix it with opening with the theme of heaviness with a sprinkle of old school with it as well, um, is how I can best describe it, I suppose. Do you want to take us through the songs then? So number one, we've got I Don't Believe in Tomorrow. It's a bit of a heavy mm-hmm. one to open. So why is that then? Well, I, I like that song and they've, they've opened with it before, I think, in the UK, haven't they? Yep. I seem to remember. Um, that's that's a very nice opener, I think, to get the crowd going. It's very heavy and it works well, um, better than other choices that they've used, like Our Truth as an opener, I think just confuses people. So that's why I chose that to start with. Confuses me, but I'm a simple man. Yeah. So. <laughs> Following up with them with zombies, another heavy mm-hmm. one, obviously a very recent one as well. Yes, occurs that and Dying Rise. Following that, I thought that flowing on from the opening uh, uh, gambit with a heavy, heavy uh, theme to it, I thought I'd go for two heavy choices, which are, which are good um, from the new album. So that keeps it fresh and relentless. I imagine people will be asking for your. You know, uh, struggling to take a breath after that one. <laughs> and then you go for something a little bit different. You go for I Won't Tell You. Take, mm, that, from the Shallow Life album. How, what what drove your decision to, to for that one then? 
I don't know. I think it's it tones it down slightly. It's not heavy, heavy, but it's not equally something that you would find off like Inner Reverie, for example. It's it goes along with the like keeps going in in the same uh, rhythm with everything else. I think. Fair enough. And then you take it take it to a different place with Kill the Light. Yeah, Kill the Light. I I really like that song. I, yeah, I saw that on the. Um, I saw that in Italy when on on the opening uh, of the tour in 2011, and I think that, that that should be on the set list. I think it works really well. Fair enough. And then we come back again with Fragile. Yep, another heavy one. Boom, Gets, straight back here, just when you think it, it's a bit of a slowdown, you kind of hit us with a Fragile. Well, you have you have a bit of a breather, and then bang, you have the opening, and then, as we know, it's it's good for getting the um the crowd pumped again and then hostage to the light so what why hostage to the light of all songs in that i don't know i think we've that, not really talked about a broken ground halo yet have we no i think that we need to ex- experience hearing these a lot more i mean i think that would work really well um with christina's um delivery of it i don't know it's just the other one i had in that place if i didn't have that was in the end i feel alive could have gone in there mm-hmm. but i was i was torn between the two of them Fair enough. What, why did you decide on this one in the end? Uh, I don't know. I just think when I was looking back through it and how, how it would be delivered, I think that lends itself to sound better live possibly than in the end of Feel Alive. I'm not too sure, though. Uh, you could switch it around uh, in various evenings, perhaps. could be one that gets uh, taken out and a different one put in. Mm, okay. And then we, then we go a bit more old school, so going back to... Well, depending on which one you take it from. Let's let's go with um, Unleashed Memories. So you've got Sensitive yeah. Man in there. Yeah, that's that's a rare gem, I think, now to go on a set list. Um, it's one of those songs that they sing it every now and again, and you have to you have to be one of those people that has, have seen it from that era or shortly after that era, like the Comelize tours. And I think that that is that would be a nice addition to go back on the set list. I'm not sure whether it will do or how often, but I, I like that in the middle there. Okay. And then we've got one which now tell me, be honest, mm-hmm. uh, is Heaven's a Lie next? Because every set list needs Heaven's a Lie. On it. Well, this is a big question mark now for me that I've put it in there on the basis of what you've just said, but equally I could cut it out. I'm not sure whether that goes and Swamped goes in or both of them stay out. I'm not sure now with with the Live the Land with the set list. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what you guys would think. It's not our set list, mate. We're just going to cross the dam and you on it. Yeah, what exactly. Do re- what do you reckon, Russ? You, you put Heavens Alive on your one last time we, we talked. So. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's one of them that I still enjoy. I think it's a great song, but it does have that certain stigma of, you know, it has to be in the set because there is an element of expectation. You know, if the band wanted to drop it, you know, is there going to be a core element of the audience that would be disappointed? Probably five, six years ago, yes. I think now there's a younger audience and they probably expect more to see Spellbound on the set. So it's it's a hard one, really. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I, I haven't put my set list together yet, so I've still got that to to deliberate over. It's it's a strange one as to whether or not and it's not not a question we can really answer here, whether or not it's it has to be on the set list because people expect it to, or because they want it to. Mm. Mm. 
because although it's not my favourite song, it's still a great song. But there, you know, there are other songs I would prefer to hear these days. I do strangely miss it when it's not there. Yeah, <laughs> the set list was a little bit incomplete when when we don't get Heaven's a Lie. Um, oh, it's interesting, interesting one. Was, I have to think think over that in more detail when I uh, pull together my own set list. So next up, anyway, mm-hmm. the um, the penultimate song of the the main set is Cyber Sleep of all songs. Yeah, I think so. That would be a nice addition. We didn't get to hear it in the UK. Um, on the last run, and I think that that would be a nice addition. I've put that there instead of a potential cover song, because that is the same thing for me as well with a cover song. We've got Enjoy the Silence. I can take it, leave that now. Losing my religion, maybe. We've not heard that yet in the UK. Cybersleep, I'd love to hear that live, so that's why I put that down. Fair enough. And then the final song of the main set is Spellbound. Mm-hmm. So just that's that is one of those songs that I I really like it for getting the crowd g'd up and everything. But it's like Vegemite or Marmite to a lot of people. You either love it or hate it on the set list. And I, I like it for getting everyone fired up. But it can be one of those throwaway songs for other people as well. But you're you're determined that it stays on there, is that? I do for now. Yes. Okay. Yes. Fair enough. Right, so encore number one. Mm-hmm. Decided to have multiple encores, you cheeky chap. Yeah, <laughs> we've got virtual environment that came out of nowhere. Yes, I was thinking about this earlier today. It was 2006 that we saw this on the Carmico tour. Um, it was, yep. Definitely saw it in Sheffield because I recorded it, um, and everyone got you there. Christina said, "Get all your mobiles out and film this moment and everything." And that, to me. Moments like that, you can't ever duplicate very often. So for an air of mystery, I would think that that would be one of those songs that could possibly work well, or it might completely fail and throw too many people. But you're prepared to take the risk and you've stuck it right at the opening of your first encore. Risk taker, because it's got an air of mystery about it when they all come back on. Fair enough. But then you switch it up quite a lot with Upside Down. Yep, the calm before the storm and then crank it up with that. I, I really like that song. It's going up and down a bit, this set list, um, with with what I'm doing with it. But I think that that, as a song, really works in the tempo that's coming up to what I've added next on it. Which is, of course, nothing stands in our way. Which is an interesting one, of course, because currently, mm-hmm. uh, at least in the UK when they toured, nothing stands in our way opens, or I don't think stands in our way, I should say. Yeah, yeah. It opens the encore because he's obviously got that bit where Andy comes out and does his mm-hmm. and then boom, they're back on set. But you're having this one as ending your first encore. Yeah, yeah. Just to mix it up a bit, I think that that might work. Possibly switch it round a bit, maybe. I don't know. I, I think it works on the list and it has to stay on the list for quite a few years to come now, definitely. Fair enough. Okay. So that's your second encore. Mm-hmm. So they get to go backstage again, drink some more drink, and we need to stamp our feet and clap a lot. Yeah. Before we have, sorry, that, before we have the second encore. So yeah. why two encores, Mike? Why, why... I don't know. I just think that keep it going, keep it flowing. Um, I wanted to try and get it over an hour, which most Lacuna Call shows for us are about an hour, hour and ten minutes. Um, next choice, 
I like that to give the crowd up. We've not heard it for a very long time. That's one nineteen. Yes. Good choice. Mm-hmm. Always a crowd favourite. I don't know whether it would be now, but I think that it would be a nice surprise to go back on the list. Okay, well, you won't get any complaints from me here in my mm-hmm. on the list. Is it? Is it a an encore song? Is it the song to come back onto? Uh, I don't know now. Thinking about it, maybe it needs to go higher up in the list and swap it round with something else, possibly. Okay. Mm, yeah, I, I can't. Maybe hostage to the light. Put it up there and put hostage to the light further down. Mm, possibly. Oh, we see what we're doing here, Ross. We're challenging him. Yeah. <laughs> we like a challenge. I like a challenge. So, okay, the penultimate song of our entire set list is Daylight Dancer. So, yes. why Daylight Dancer? Very old school, going back to back in the day when we used to see them, 2003 onwards, my first show, your first show. That was one song that they always used to end with. Uh, they, they used to end with it, I think, later on as well. And I like that song. I think that would that would stand the test of time on the set list and also tightrope, possibly. Mm-hmm. Okay. No complaints from me. I enjoy Daylight Dancer. And as I've said on more than one occasion on this podcast, when it's played, it's normally me getting ready to leave the venue. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> About 5 to 11. About 5 to 11, yeah. Or, or yeah. 25 past 10, depending on Yeah. <laughs> and then um, final song. Mm-hmm. No real surprises here. I think we're going to see a consistency throughout. Outro. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I think that that, it works really well as a song, especially when balloons and everything are involved, as we know recently and everything. Um, I, I just think that it's nice to end on that. I don't really know what else you could end with on the list now. Certainly wouldn't open with it like they have done. I don't don't know why they took that decision at the time, but I think it's definitely a song to end, end nicely on. Mm, okay. Well, that's your set list. I think that's a good set list, Mike. Mm-hmm. Thank you. 73 uh, minutes. 73 minutes. That's a, that's a good number. We like that one. What do you think of it, Russ? Me, I think it's got that blend of old school in there, which I like to see, so no complaints from me. Well, we'll you'll have to start um, sending emails and spamming the band. Yes. And I think play your set list for you, Mark. Any final thoughts on it? Anything that you would, looking back at it now, you would want to change straight away, or any any particular songs that you really struggle with not including? Uh, honeymoon Suite, we've heard that I like that But that they're in danger now of being in two eras I think, definitely With certain songs that I just can't see how they can fit In the pace that they go through on a set list now I don't know whether you both agree That there are certain songs that We used to hear And you can't really see them airing them um, Anytime soon Which, I, which I is a shame right. Yeah, I think you're right I think there's kind of a I want to say a pre-Karma code. Yeah, maybe, I think. Maybe it's a pre-Comalize. Mm-hmm. Certainly those first two albums in the EPs, I, I think that's the type of sound they have on there is yeah. much more difficult to put onto the set list now. I mean, you've managed to squeeze in Sensitivity, and, and I know, Rush, you, you put in Hyperfast. It was Hyperfast, wasn't it? You put in a couple of weeks ago. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, there is room for them in there, but I, I do agree with you. I think the type of music that they're making these days and the, the pace that they are they are throwing out on, you know, in terms of the set list, I, I can see that they would struggle to, to put these on there unless they did something different, you know, like maybe mm. a specific encore, which is just old ones or... I don't know. I don't know. 
Challenging. Tough, isn't it? Yeah. I love those old songs, you know, as much as I love the new songs. So mm. I think uh, when I put mine together, which I'll do this week, I, I'm going to struggle there, you know. Um, my, my set list is in danger of being about 100 songs long. <laughs> okay. Yeah. As much as we'd like to see, unfortunately, stars and zombies just don't go together in a they, set list. They don't, do they? As you say, as much as we would like to see it. One thing we didn't say, we, we talk, talked offline before we started recording earlier on today about the you know, the set list in Chile, which apparently was very, very long. Is that right? Puerto Rico. Was it Puerto Rico? Oh, yeah, Puerto yeah. Rico. Okay. Yes, that's right. It was in Puerto Rico, wasn't it? It was what? 23, 23 songs. Bloody hell. That was huge. <laughs> yeah. But they were tired. Three encores. Was it three or was it two? Uh, there was two on courses, I think. Yeah, it's so two, but quite long. Trip the Darkness, I Won't Tell You, Intoxicated, Dime Rise, Victim, Cybersleep, Kill the Light, Spellbound, Survive, Losing My Religion, Fragments of Faith, Fragile, Swamped, Sensophino, To the Edge, Zombies, Upside Down. That's just the first part. There's 17 songs there from the from the first That's part. a full show. <laughs> and then we've got I, I Don't Believe in Tomorrow, Fire, Heaven's the Lie, um, Enjoy the Silence, so that's the end of the second encore, and then we've got two songs at the end, which is Nothing Stands in Our Way and Our Truth. Boom. That we was, get that, please. Unless someone's been lying on setlist.fm, yeah. <laughs> which is somewhat unlikely, they played a monster set. Wow. Crikey, Crikey indeed. So that was in Puerto Rico. Um, mm. I might have to go down there next time they play. <laughs> Start doing stuff like that. Mm, mm. And that was that's got to be what hour and a half, hour and forty-five, hour and forty-five easily, I would think. Yeah, you know we've we've faffing around, pushing two hours there with breaks. Yeah, blimey, look at that! That's a proper set. That is. You'd have a ten-minute drum solo in there somewhere as well. <laughs> We're not having a ten-minute drum solo. <laughs> we've had those before, and I got I got bored with it then. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I remember that drum solo in Northampton. I've got nothing against drums. Well, actually, I've got everything against drum solos. It's just like, <laughs> right, you you hit the drums while we go for a piss. That's not even like <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, that's quite an impressive set, it has to be said. So they've set a precedent now, guys. We need to badger them for no more of this one hour and 20 bollocks. We want something a little bit more. You want a 28 songs at list when they come here next? We're only tight their game, don't they? 24. We'll start with 24. Yeah. And we'll see how it goes. Anyway, thank you again, Mike, for your set list. And uh, no problem. I'll put together mine and we'll see what happens from there. Let the fire enter you. Let the anger start to brew. Let your instincts break the rules. Let it rise and rise in you. Well, I think that brings us on to our review this week. Uh, we are coming to the closing few songs now of the Dark Adrenaline album. We're still in, I, I believe, the patch of songs that Russ describes as the bit he doesn't like of the album. So let me just see what Russ has to say about Fire, which is, as I say, the, it's, it's the penultimate song on the album, at least the, the regular edition, uh, coming just after Losing My Religion, the R.E.M. cover. 
And I think it's me to start. So, fire. Or as I like to call it, I won't tell you part two. Um, cause <laughs> that's really unfair. Um, I actually, okay, so fire itself is, it's a very radio friendly song. I think it's fair to say, and I don't mean that as an insult. It's what, just shy of three minutes long. Uh, very bouncy, very kind of rock sound to it. Uh, no surprise to me that it was released as a track in the US, uh, radio track, I should say. Uh, but I would say it's actually a bit of a grower. I, I kind of dismissed fire when I first uh, listened to it. And it's not one that I skip. I don't really skip any looking, of course, song. Not really. Uh, and I wouldn't describe it as the best song on the album, but I'm actually quite happy to listen to it. I like it. I enjoy it. Yeah, it's, I say it's upbeat. I think the lyrics are pretty simple. Uh, I would say the quality in the song is really all in the music. Uh, and, you know, the vocals are fine. Uh, the lyrics definitely are there to fit with the, the music. You know, there's no kind of big um, statement in there. It's um, it's it's just a song that you kind of bop along to, really. I, you know, the crowd always seem to enjoy it. It's got a kind of a... It's, it's a bit kind of I don't know, shallow in places, but I think that's actually intentional. And it's certainly a song that wouldn't be out of place on, on Shallow Life. Um, it has that kind of feel to it. Uh, hence me referring to it as I Won't Tell You Part 2. The uh, bass line is very, very similar. Um, similar kind of pace. But I like it. It's 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 simple. It's... It's it's fun. I like I like the song. There you go. That's me. Nothing particularly sophisticated, but like the review, uh, or sh- I should say, the review is like the song. Mike, what do you think of Fire? I think uh, you've just pretty much covered it. Um, simplistic lyrics, and I think well, not simplistic, simplistic, but I think that you, if you were listening to this on the radio, if you're driving along, it is more about the music than what you would be like trying to listen to ly- lyrically. I think the music's good in it, but for me, it is it is an all right song, but I wouldn't, I w- it's not got a wow factor for me. Um, it's short and sweet, and it, it's all right. Fair enough. It's all right. Okay. What about you, Russ? I think, I think your, view, your review captured it the best, to be honest, which is sort of a balanced critique and describing it as boppy. Um, Fire's my least favourite song on the album. Uh, I'm not going to completely shoot it down in flames. Oh, but obviously it starts... I know, I know. Sorry about that. That was totally off the cuff. You've but, been waiting you know, all it's... for that. No, don't give me that. <laughs> you wrote that down before. No. <laughs> but uh, Fire is interesting that it starts with that Christina distorted vocal that almost sounds like she's sort of singing through a, a me- megaphone or something. And then you've got the drums, the guitars and the bass all come in. And, you know, Fire does have that lacuna coil trait. It's got the arpeggios. It's got the distorted guitar... And it's got the stop, start, push, pull of the recent albums. But, you know, the best way to sum it up, like you said, is it's very US radio rock friendly. And to me, there's something about this song that sounds like, you know, you said it yourself. It's something that was either written around Shallow Life or was left off. It just sounds very generic to me. And it's certainly not their most inspired song. I'm not saying it's it's a skipper, but it's not one that I'd you know immediately rush to to listen to. If someone said, ah, you know, recommend me a Lacuna Coil song, 
five would generally be at the bottom of the list. But, you know, it does have some good points in the case of it's recently been played live. And I enjoyed it a lot more live. It's It's got a certain energy about it. The crowd get into it and they, they jump around and they have a good time. But, uh, you know, as a, as a song of artistic merit, it's 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 very simple and it's, it's not one of my favourites. Yeah, do you know what? I, I was going to say, thank you for reminding me, actually, that the hearing it live... Like many songs, I suppose, when you hear it live, it adds another dimension to it. And I, I like the way they arrange it live. Slightly different arrangement from on the album. Works very well. And as you say, the crowd get into it. It creates a good atmosphere, doesn't it, Fire? So, yeah, I, I like it live. Um, I say that I, I'm not sure that I would choose it over another song, but uh, I'm just surprised that you said it'd be at the bottom of the list. I thought Unchained would be down there, Ross. But... Well, it's down there with Unchained. It's just above. <laughs> Just, you know, chained is chained in the bottom of the ocean. But uh, the other interesting thing to to mention is, I think it's Fire is Lacuna Coil's shortest song, discounting Trance Awake, which is technically an intro. Yeah. I could be wrong, but that's just shooting from the hip again. It's very, very. It's what two minutes fifty four. I think Fire is very, very mm-hmm. short song, very short song. And of course, we can't really talk about Fire without really talking about the video. Mm. Yes. So, um, what we know is that uh, they recorded a video whilst in New York some time ago i think it was while they were on the shallow life tour in fact and um we saw a few stills from it we saw pictures of christina with angel wings it looked like it had been recorded in some kind of disused factory and then everything went really 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 quiet for a very long time there was some speculation especially on the anti-spiral forums about what's happened to the fire video it seems to have disappeared and then about what 24 months ago 18 months ago it was leaked onto the internet uh, apparently by the uh, the media company, the filmmakers that made it, and it uh, I I'd heard already spoken to the band before then that they'd seen the video and just generally didn't like it. They didn't like the end result. They didn't think it added anything to the song. It was quite messy. It was quite broken up, and they decided that it wasn't going to do them any favors, so they didn't release it. They didn't want they to can it. They can. They can. They can the whole thing. Uh, but it was completed. It was edited, and it's, it is a complete video. Uh, and some people have seen it uh, whilst it got leaked. Um, obviously, there's, I don't know, the legal battle or, or the legal discussions or whatever might have happened on behind the scenes. But I know the Batman, for, quite rightly, were very unhappy with the uh, situation. Um, and I, I, I'm sure it's once something goes on the internet, it stays on the internet. I'm sure it's all floating around there somewhere. But it's suffice to say that it's not something we'll ever see as an official lacuna core video um i'm not saying it's a shame i've seen the video and it's okay uh like them i don't think it adds anything to um to the the uh the song at all um but yeah what do you think of the video when you saw it guys what do you think mike i'm sure you saw it when it came out yeah i've seen it it's it's all right it's like like you can like we've said it, it, it don't really do much um and you can understand why they took the decision maybe to to can it um i don't know whether it was a rush job to do it possibly not uh, i don't know why they wouldn't be happy with it maybe it's hard to tell really yeah yeah what about you russ me, um, yeah, like you, you mentioned, you know, you see it, it's, it's quite cliched in terms of what the, the directors and the filmmakers have done with it. And it's almost like, if you think back to that very first inexperienced video of Heaven's Alive, which they then improved on massively, it sort of got traits of that. It's like not a fully fledged idea at that stage, and it, it just could have been done 
you know, in a different way that would have perhaps elevated the song a bit more. So I think from an artistic standpoint, I think the band did the right thing because, as you mentioned, you know, it doesn't necessarily add anything to the song. Yeah, yeah. Which is the general idea of a video. Indeed it is. It's there to promote the song, and I don't think they really promoted it at all. But there you go. Anyway, so we got sidetracked. In terms of numbers then, uh, Fire. I like Fire. I think it's a grower. It's certainly not my favourite song. Uh, and one of the... I don't like using the sort of weaker songs on the album, simpler songs on the album. There's, there's, there's very good songs on Dark Adrenaline. It's in great company. Uh, and it's certainly overshadowed by some fantastic numbers. And I'm going to give it a six and a half out of ten. What about you, Mike? Yeah, six. Six out of ten. And Russ? So you're both describing it as a slow burner, whereas me, it's, it's a four out of ten, I'm afraid. Okay, fair enough. Of course, what we do know about Fire is that uh, you impatiently wait for Fire to end because the following song is My Spirit. But we'll come on to that next time. And I can't wait to review that song. Mm. Anyway, so there we go. Fire. Well, it's been a couple of weeks. We're glad to be back. It's great talking to you guys. Uh, but this, of course, brings us to a close this week on the Empty Spiral podcast, episode 94. We're nearly there at the big one zero zero, guys. Mm-hmm. A lot long to go now. But yes. We're almost approaching Broken Crown Halo territory. What's oh, going I on? I know, I know. The, the years have slipped by and 94 episodes in and we, we're, ooh, we don't know what we're going to be doing with ourselves. Give, give someone a ring. They need to get some more material out pronto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hurry up and bring out more albums. We're running out of things to talk about. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure at all. Anyway, so, um, as I'm sure you all know by now, you can contact us via the Empty Spiral web, website. And from the front of the website, you can also go directly to the podcast page where you can download or you can stream the podcasts to your computer. Uh, if you're that way inclined you can also subscribe to the podcast via the stitcher radio network and itunes so you can have them automatically download to whatever device you listen to podcasts on so you won't miss out a single episode uh and of course we'd really appreciate if you gave us a review um go for five stars it's just easier you haven't got to go through the the moral decision of which which number to click just go straight to five uh it's, it's always great to get some feedback from you guys that the more the merrier in fact if you're interested in uh, contacting us via the social media world, then all the links are on the front page of Empty Spiral. Uh, and I can also add that uh, if you want to chat about Lacuna Coil, you want to discuss anything about the band, or even if you just want to share some um, cool conversations with others, then feel free to uh, log in and use the Empty Spiral forums as well, in which there's uh, a variety of chats on at the moment. We Apparently we're talking about what the next album is the current sort of thread that's been running for a couple of weeks now. So certainly if you want to catch up with other fans, then that's a good place to do it. Uh, I'm This week I'm probably going to be listening to, I'm thinking a bit of Unleashed Memories this week. And I'll also be catching up on more TV. But that's me done. So it's been great catching up with you guys. I look forward to doing the same next week. Uh, and uh, as is always the case, listen to more Lacuna Call, everybody. Goodbye. Cheers, everyone. See ya.